Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast. It's today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So uh, as we close out this work week, I thought I would discuss a topic that I feel uh, may be controversial to some. I think this topic uh, may trigger, quote unquote, trigger some people. Uh, but the more I think about it, the more important I feel it is to discuss this topic. Because as I go through the internet and I go through podcasts and I go through YouTube, I don't see any Asian American men really discussing this topic. And I think it's important to be said. And that is of Asian American masculinity, right? And specifically in this episode, why is it that so many Asian American men, oh, Asian American women rather, I should say, Asian American women and Asian women view Asian men and Asian American men as unmasculine or effeminate or unattractive? Why is that? And the inspiration for this podcast episode actually came from a social media thread I came across. So I was... uh, I was scrolling through social media, I was posting something, and as I was uh, looking for my post in like the thread, into, in, in my, uh, I guess my Facebook uh, feed, um, I came across this post from an Asian American, uh, I guess you could say it's like a group page or a fan page that I'm a part of, and usually this page is posts really funny stuff, it's like more like a humorous page, but it, started, it posted this kind of serious post in which there was this Asian American woman, I'm not sure what whether she was Chinese or Vietnamese, I couldn't really tell just from glancing at it, but she said basically in a tweet, which was screenshot, that she views Asian American men as betas, right? Quote, unquote, betas. Basically, if you don't know what a beta is, it's like a weak, you know, kind of a a weak man, basically, right? And she's proud of the fact that she married a masculine Nicaraguan husband. I think I'm quoting that directly from the tweet. And um, the individual posted this, uh, you know, accused her of being self-hating and, you know, the thread that ensued after he posted this was prim- primarily from a lot of Asian American men who were frankly were hurt by it. They were angry at it. Like, you know, oh, she's self-hating. She's a sellout. Um, you know, right wing conservative, conservative values are pushing this kind of self-hate and all this nonsense, but that's not, that's not, that's not the point. Um, and I decided to comment on it and basically um, I wanted to express something that I don't feel is expressed enough because this is a, this is definitely something that's in the back of a lot of Asian American men's minds. I'm a Filipino American and I know for a fact that this has been on my mind before when I was growing up. I didn't really have anyone to talk to me about it. Um, and my wife and I, we've had conversations about this particular topic uh, among the two of us. And um, one of the things that we talk about, and which is kind of the, also the inspiration for this podcast, again, is why is it that so many Asian American men are effeminate or, or they're, they're viewed as effeminate or they're viewed as unmasculine or, you know, not attractive or whatever. And my wife, you know, I don't think she'd mind me saying this, but she told me before she met me that she really didn't find Filipino guys particularly attractive. And I asked her why. And she said to me, she's like, well, until I met you, um, all the Filipino guys I grew up with were, you know, mama's boys, basically. They, they, uh, they didn't have any drive. They were just trying to kind of take it day by day. They were they were wimpy, nerdy, she would even say. And she just wasn't attracted to them. Now, it doesn't mean to say that she wasn't friends with these people. It's not to say that she wasn't, um, you know, on good terms or, you know, had a good sisterly friendship with these men. But she simply didn't find them attractive, right? And I'm not... By, I am by no means uh, the be-all, end-all of masculinity. I'm still trying to figure my way around this whole masculinity thing. And... Um, but I, I feel in all humility, I must admit that I must be doing something right if I was able to land a woman like my wife. <laughs> so I think it's important to have this perspective. And again, this perspective 
that I'm about to deliver here uh, may be controversial to some, but again, it has to be said because I know for a fact there's a lot of Asian American men listening to this podcast who have probably thought this at one point. You know, why, you know, why are we relegated to the role of the effeminate guy? Why aren't we viewed as masculine? How come we're not viewed as strong or capable or any of these things? And again, there's no one really in the YouTube sphere of the podcast here talking about this. And I think it's, I, I got to say something because <laughs> I might be the only one talking about this. So here it goes. So in a nutshell, and I still, I actually told this to a Asian American student I had a while back. I had an Asian American student, a uh, Vietnamese American, I believe. Nice guy. And he told me, he goes, uh, you know, Guru Mike, I'm really frustrated. And I asked him why. And he goes, well, and he made a long story short. He goes, I feel that white men are taking our women. And I, I wasn't sure what he meant by that. <laughs> and he said to me, um, I always see white guys with Asian girls, but rarely do I see an Asian guy with a white girl. And every single time I try to talk to a white girl, she, she doesn't seem to talk to me. She doesn't seem to want to, you know, she doesn't seem to be attracted to me. And I feel really insecure when I talk to them. And I, I understood where he was coming from. Right. And I said, well, first of all, let's, 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 let's fix this. Let's kind of figure out what's going on here. Right. Um, one, uh, they're not taking our women. They're not yours, right? Like women are not possessions. They don't belong to us. That's a, that's the thing I told this young man. And the second thing is look at us. Like if you have a problem, look in the mirror first. Like what are you contributing to the situation, right? And this is what I would tell a lot of Asian American men, a lot of Asian men who feel disenfranchised. They feel frustrated. They feel like, you know, uh, they're getting the short end of the stick because of the fact that, you know, they're, they're viewed as unmasculine or effeminate or whatever. And I tell them, listen, ask yourself, are you a masculine man? Are you strong? Are you capable? Are you productive? Are you a contributor to society? Are you responsible? And the truth is, and I'm going to be totally honest in saying this, Asian men and Asian American men, frankly, for the most part, are not very masculine. I'm going to say it. And I'm not saying this to offend anyone. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying this as a fact. And if you are an Asian American male, like myself, you probably were raised in a home where you were raised to get good grades make a good living. Um, and not just make a good living. Many Asian guys are raised to make a lot of money, right? That's kind of the thing, right? In Asian societies all across the board, the person with the money is like the most attractive person, at least the way it's, it's sold, right? I don't think that's necessarily true, but that's beside the point. That's oftentimes what we're told as Asian men, you have to work hard, get good grades in school, get a really good job. So you can make a lot of money to attract a, a woman and create a family and all this stuff and bring uh, respect and dignity and honor to our name, basically. Right. I have heard this many times, not just in the Filipino community in some cases, but you know, Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, all across the board. Right. And so Frankly, the reason why a lot of women, not just Asian American women, but the reason why a lot of women don't view Asian men as masculine is frankly, is many Asian men are not masculine. That's a fact. Um, a lot of Asian American men, again, were raised to simply be quote unquote, good boys, obedient, you know, have a good image in the community that they were in and get good grades and thus you know, you were quote unquote successful, right? And a lot of Asian parents mistakenly confuse and correlate good grades with good character or good grades with being a good man. And that's not how that works in the real world. Right? So I think a lot of Asian guys, frankly, they're not sure. Like how am I manly? Am I strong? Am I capable? All these things. And these are questions, frankly, that I've asked throughout my life. I felt this way many times in my life. And it wasn't until I met Asian American men, Filipino American men specifically that were stronger than me, 
that were more uh, experienced in life than I was and more driven than me that I realized, wait a second, I'm missing, my generation is missing something. <laughs> You know, my generation is missing a level of grit and a little level of masculinity that, you know, the generations above me, you know, men in Asian American men and Filipino American men in their 40s, 50s and even 60s experienced. Right. And so there's a disconnect, especially now uh, when I look at Asian men in my generation and younger, uh, frankly, I don't see many masculine men. I see a lot of very good men. I see a lot of good family men. I see a lot of honorable men, men who are honest and they're hardworking and they're sincere and loving, but they're not very masculine men in the traditional sense. They're not, they were not raised to do that. Right. And they were not raised to be physically capable, physically strong, physically powerful, um, mentally tough. Right. They were just raised to just do their job. Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's necessarily in and of itself that's wrong with that. I know a lot of people might take offense to what I just said, but the truth is those are kind of the virtues in many Asian American, Philippine American households, get your good grades, get a good job, you know, make a lot of money, you know, and so forth. And if you can do that, you know, you're, you're doing good. Or, you know, if you're like me growing up, it was all those things and go to church and be a good, uh, good Christian and be all these things. And again, these are all great things. The problem is that I find is that so many American, Asian American men and Filipino American men still, despite all these things, feel a little lost. And again, it's simply because they weren't raised with masculine values or virtues. They weren't raised to do that because in the Asian culture, it's not a priority, right? Um, now, uh, when I responded to this post that I saw on the internet, a lot of what I'm saying right now is in the response to the post. I know there were a lot of Asian American guys out there saying, well, you know, masculinity is outdated. You know, the traditional Western ideal of masculinity is rooted in xenophobia and racism, all that. Like, listen, if you look at masculinity across the board in multiple cultures, I'm not talking just European, you know, North American masculinity, but you look at the Japanese, you look at the Filipinos, you look at the Koreans, there are differences in the way the masculinity is expressed, but the things that the man, the responsibilities of the man historically across the board have always been the same regardless of culture, regardless of religious belief, regardless of, you know, geography, they all kind of landed in three primary areas, right? The first area was strength, particularly physical strength. And I know a lot of guys, especially Asian American guys, they kind of scoff at this idea that physical strength is of importance. And there's some Asian American guys who take it to the extreme and that's all they got. You know, I know so many Asian American dudes who post on Instagram, they post on social media, how great their deadlift was or how great their wad was, or, you know, what kind of MMA class they attended and all this stuff. But in reality, they don't really have anything past that. So there's some Asian American guys who really embrace the physicality to the extreme. There's other Asian American guys who just scoff at it altogether. And there's guys like me who kind of see the value in, but like, I'm kind of in the middle, right? Like I really embrace physicality. I do. I train every day. I work out every day, but I also recognize that that's only a vehicle to make my character and my spirituality and my, my emotional resilience and my mental resilience better. That's all that is for me. Right. And so I don't confuse my ability to do push-ups or hit a heavy bag with my level of uh, character as a father and as a husband, right? They're, they're not always the same. They could correlate and one does certainly help the other, but they're not e equal, right? So I recognize that. But that, all that being said, a lot of Asian American guys do not embrace physicality. And I think this is a mistake. I think all men, 
Asian American or not, should recognize the fact that we are called to be physically strong and capable for a reason. Historically, regardless of Asian culture, regardless of where you are in the world, men have been called to move heavy stuff. Okay? The Great Wall of China was probably built by a bunch of dudes. <laughs> okay? Um, because it takes physical strength to lift and hoist and fight and all these things. And that's why men across the centuries, across the ages, have been called to do this in different ways. Okay, in the Philippines, um, I would see both men and women doing very physical jobs. And I remember one case in particular where I was doing some volunteer work in Baguio many, many years ago. I think almost over a decade ago. And uh, we were building a home in the mountains in Baguio where the air is really thin. It was almost very mountainous, very steep uh, terrain. And I saw these women lifting like 50 to 100 pound sandbags on their back, man. And they were strong. These young, these ladies, these old ladies, they're like 50 years old, just crushing it on this hill, right? And I could, I could barely keep up with them as a young 24 year old man. I was trying to keep desperately to keep up with them. And I had such a hard time. So I'm not saying this is exclusive to men. I'm sure that women do very physical work as well. But oftentimes when I, what I've witnessed, even in the Philippines, while the women are doing very physical jobs, the men are called to do the heavy, heavy stuff, right? And if there is uh, historically, if there was an invasion, or some kind of violent threat toward the tribe or toward to the village, every culture has had men to stand in the gap. Whereas the women would protect the children. That's usually traditionally, in most cultures, even Asian American cultures, the case, right? So again, Asian American men need to embrace their physicality, their physical strength. They need to embrace that because a big part of masculinity is embracing your physical capacity, your physical strength. And so I think that's something we need to work on, right? The second thing I need to think we need to work on is responsibility and independence. These kind of go hand in hand, but there's far too many Asian American guys living at home. And I know a lot of Asian American guys living at home that are responsible men, they're good family men, they even have their, their kids and their wives in the same home as the mom and the dad, uh, their mom and dad. So like the grandparents live in the same home. I don't take an issue with that. What I do take an issue with, however, are, are many Asian men who are still acting like they're in their 30s or 40s or even 50s and they're still acting like babies. They're still acting like middle schoolers. And I know this because I teach middle schoolers and I'm actually outside of my middle school right now in the parking lot recording this. And I know how middle schoolers act. They're not responsible. They don't have responsibility the way a man should. They don't contribute to society the same way a man can. Okay. And a lot of these, these quote unquote, Asian American, Filipino American men are still living in mom and dad's house. They're, they're not paying any rent. They're playing video games. They're collecting sneakers and they might have a job, but they're not, it's not really a job. It's a career. It's not really going anywhere. They're just kind of floating. Right. And I think this is a problem. And this is why a lot of women, Asian American women and otherwise don't find Asian men attractive in a lot of cases because they don't act like men. Men are independent. Men are responsible. They have people under their care that they are responsible for. A man should not only be measured by the strength in which the weight he can lift, right? Like a lot of men say, I got a 400 pound deadlift, I'm a man. I'm like, okay, it's a manly thing. I can't do that, honestly. I have never had to deadlift that much. Never in a fight have I had to deadlift 400 pounds. <laughs> Let's put it that way, right? But that being said, it's important to note that you can deadlift all the weight in the world. You could squat all the weight in the world, but if you can't carry the weight of a responsibility that is of a husband and a, and a father, that's a different kind of weight. All right. And if you, and even if you're not a husband and a father, can you carry the weight of your business, of your tribe, the men you lead, right? Uh, can you carry that weight? That's a weight, by the way. And that's a weight that most men cannot carry. And women are looking for men who can hold that and carry that weight and carry it well and live and move with that weight well. And the problem is a lot of Asian American men, because they still live at home, they're dependent on mommy and daddy. And I know many Asian American men in their 40s and even 50s who are still living like this. 
and they're wondering, why is it that I can't get a date? Why is it that I can't move forward? Why is it that I, nothing ever seems to work out for me? Like maybe because you, you don't feel the pressure and the stress of having to actually take responsibility for yourself as a man. So that's the other thing. So not only do Asian American men need to take their physicality in, in, into consideration and really embrace that, but they also need to be responsible and independent and capable of making it on their own, right? And the third thing is, and I think this kind of goes into the first part, but I, I really do believe that this is really important. It's the ability to protect. And I know we live in a society that despite all of the rioting that we've been seeing in the last few months and you know the uncertainty we've been seeing, there's this level of understanding that for the most part, you know, we live in a pretty safe society compared to the rest of the world, right? Like I'm in a neighborhood right now that is relatively safe. I speak, I have friends who are cops in the area and they'll tell you, yeah, we were not, a, we're not crime free and there's no such thing as a crime free city, but by no means is this a dangerous city anymore, right? So we fall into this, uh, this mistake that, oh, we don't need to step up and be men and protect those that we love. We don't need that. It's not necessary, but that's what we have the cops for. But in all cultures, men are raised and they have been raised and bred to be protectors, right? They're raised to be protectors of their families, of their homes, of their neighborhoods, of their communities. The cops are not responsible for your protection. They're responsible for forcing the law. And to outsource your level of protection and security and safety to other people is probably the most unmasculine thing you can do. Now, I'm not saying I'm above calling the police in the middle of an attack. I'm not uh, above calling the police in the middle of an emergency. I think those are important things. But I should be calling them because I know it's the right thing to do, not because I'm too scared to intervene or do otherwise. If I see a woman right, a woman right now in this parking lot getting attacked, I'm not going to call the cops. I'm going to step in. And I know I'm going to step in because I have stepped in before. I've done it. And so, and luckily it never turned to violence, but usually when a man sees another man about to get involved in something, he doesn't want any part of that from my experience. I've, got, I've done it a, a few times in my life. It's important as men to recognize our role as protectors. And I feel once we're able to do that, it ties not only just to the physicality part, but also the responsibility part. And my martial arts teacher told me one thing. He says, you know, no matter, no matter how, um, you know, progressive, quote unquote, a lady might be, for the most part, most women are, uh, they, they appreciate a man who could protect himself. And I think that's absolutely true. And every woman I've ever spoken to, I've yet to find a woman I've yet to find a woman that doesn't appreciate a man who can protect himself or her in an emergency. Uh, this may sound funny. Like two years ago, I, I gave being a husband, uh, trying to be husband of the year. <laughs> I bought my wife tickets to a Backstreet Boys concert in Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma was only about maybe an hour from us where we used to live at the time. And um, we ended up staying at this hotel that looked great on the computer, but you know how this works. And Usually it doesn't match up when you show up. And so we showed up and it was really sketch. And it was the only hotel in the area. We had nowhere else to go. And so we stayed there overnight. We kind of didn't really have anywhere to go. And so we had to stay there. And luckily, as a trained martial artist, I had the right training and the right protocols to secure the room. I knew how to assess the situation. And my wife, she noticed this, right? And there were some sketchy characters in the area. She could look out the window. She's looking, okay, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look right. But she looked right at me. I'll never forget this. My wife looked right at me and she goes, I feel safe with you. I don't doubt that you can protect me. You are, you are trained. You are capable. She's like, and I'm so happy you're here with me. And that meant the world to me as a man. I can't tell you the, the feeling of pride I had in myself after that. And I think that's important, men. We got to embrace our, not just our physical strength and capacity. We don't have to not only be responsible for ourselves and those we love, we also must recognize our role as protectors, which I think encompasses the first point and the second point, right? So guys, as I close this out, again, 
the reason why a lot of you Asian American guys don't feel that you are masculine or recognized as masculine is because you're not acting that way. You want quality women, beautiful women to view you as a masculine man, act like a masculine man, live like a masculine man. What would that person do? And once you recognize your responsibility to be physical, to be responsible, and to be a protector, I think these three aspects will definitely help any man, even if you're not Asian American, listen to this, help you become a more capable man. All right, guys, so I hope you have a blessed weekend. Take care, God bless, and be the hero in your life.